Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. Conversations that change the way you lead. You're probably aware that bishops in the Church of England are much exercised about some of the trends in church attendance. The latest figures show that more churches, 24%, were losing congregation members than were gaining them, which is 19%. The Right Reverend Julian Henderson, Bishop of Blackburn, has famously suggested if things don't turn around, the churches in Lancashire would be as derelict as the cotton mills. He said, We're aware of the danger of statistics because God is the God of the unpredictable. But without his intervention, and if we carry on as we are, the graphs tell us there will be no Church of England in Lancashire in 2050. This was part of a talk he gave launching his vision 2026. Well, to talk with us about the challenges of ministering today, and in Lancashire in particular, I'm joined by the Reverend Andrew Rains, Vicar of Christ Church with St Matthew's in Blackburn, a church in the heart of the county of Lancashire in northwest England. So welcome, Andrew, to Leadership Farm. Thanks, Andrew. Andy, good to... uh... Your voice? No, good, to, good, to, good to chat with you. Of course, we go, we go back many years, so it's nice to resume contact. Uh, Absolutely, now. more than either of us care to <laughs> uh, mention, actually. But, indeed, uh, indeed. Yeah, good to talk. Um, uh, you moved to Lancashire from the south, so was there a particular attraction for you uh, moving up at that point? At that point, not particularly. I, I didn't know much about Lancashire apart from your visit to uh, to Blackpool as a as a child. But um, about seventeen years ago, I got a a phone call from the then Archdeacon of Blackburn, who was trying to find a new vicar for, uh, for a church right in the middle of the, the town of Blackburn. And uh, he invited us to, to come and have a look around. It was a, a dull, drizzly November day, and uh, Blackburn didn't look at its best. But um, Chantal, my wife, and I prayed and, and thought about moving to, to Lancashire. We, we decided to apply for the job, and uh, in God's goodness, we were offered the role and, and we started ministry here in 1999 so uh yeah it seems quite a long time ago now but uh yeah that was uh that was the beginnings of our, our ministry here in in, uh, in lancashire and obviously you'd you'd at that point entered ordained ministry what was what was that journey uh like well i, I came to christ as a teenager in, in a methodist church in derbyshire and uh, i left home and went to university and uh that was a time of real growth for me when i was exposed to uh Bible teaching really for the first time and, and, and through the life of the Christian Union, and then um, also working on summer outreach teams with uh, Operation Mobilization. Uh, I, I then spent a couple of years with OM in Pakistan, uh, and then came back to work with uh, UCCF in central London, giving training and support to uh, university and college Christian unions. And I think it was during that time that increasingly I was feeling drawn to uh, some form of ordained ministry. And uh, the Church of England agreed, and, and after a couple of years of uh, theological college, I, uh, I was ordained and served four years as a curate in a church in Commuter Belt, East Sussex. So that was uh, really the beginning of my ordained ministry. I had wondered if there was a connection between your operation mobilization kind of exposure in Pakistan to a to moving to, to, to Blackburn, where there was, uh, you know, eth- ethnically immigration from from well, the I, I think Asia. that was the reason why I got the phone call, actually, mm. because um, I, the Archdeacon had seen my CV and, uh, and, and Pakistan featured. And because um, our parish, parish of uh, Christchurch with Black with uh, St. Matthews, is, um, well, it's now something like 70% uh, 
uh, Asian heritage. I think he thought uh, there might be a possibility of a match there. So I think that was probably uh, actually the reason I got the phone call. Yeah, Yeah. no, splendid. So so you you moved up to Blackburn. What what was the church like and uh, what's developed since? Well, the the church is... uh, is an urban priority area, so we're we're right in the heart of, of Blackburn. It's statistically one of the most deprived wards in the country. And as we mentioned, since the early 60s, there's been a steady flow of people from the Indian subcontinent coming to Blackburn, initially to work in the, the cotton mills, um, but uh, ironically, just as the cotton industry was all but dying out. But uh, we have a church school, for example, which is um, about 98% uh, Asian. Wow. So um, it's, it's very... <laughs> dynamic and interesting place to be, uh, you know, having a, a, a church in the midst of this uh, uh, predominantly Asian population. We've got about five mosques in our parish. So um, the, the original church building of Christchurch was, was demolished in the 1970s. Uh, and up to around five years before I arrived, the church had been meeting in a, in a damp church hall. But um, Thankfully, there were those who saw a future for the church, and, and they decided to pray about a new building. And uh, I'm very grateful for my predecessor, who, who oversaw the development of a new church building on the site of the original Christ Church. So uh, we now have a new building, which uh, we use through the week, and a whole range of activities go on there, from toddler groups to English classes to uh, grief help courses, uh, as well as being our meeting place for, for Sundays. I think the church has developed over these last uh, 16 years in terms of people uh, from what was an entirely, well, predominantly Anglo-Saxon congregation at the turn of the, 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 the 2000. It was, um, we're increasingly reflecting the, the surrounding population. So I think on a, on a typical Sunday morning, we've, we've got people from quite a range of nationalities meeting together, which is, uh, which is great. Um, I think also we're, we're, we're working in partnership with, with other local churches where um, we've seen a congregation for uh, salvations established. That, that meets once a month. But that's been one key development that we've been praying for for a long time. So um, we're, we're beginning to make some progress in terms of reaching out to the majority population. Um, Blackburn is, is almost half uh, Muslim now as a, as a town. So and, and, and that population is, is growing as a proportion of the, uh, the entire population. So that's the big uh, challenge, I think, for us as a, as a church as we face the next 10, 20 years. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to ask, the, your vicar of Christchurch with St. Matthew's, is St. Matthew's a, another church that you also oversee? Um, there's no church now at St. Matthew's. Um, the, it became a united parish. Okay. Quite a few years ago, yeah. So, so there's just one. So it's, it's, it's one. in the name, but it's not a, a separate yeah. thing. Okay, that's, yeah. that's fine. Um, now, I'm—I mean, I'm sure many of the challenges to the gospel are the same in Blackburn as any other part of the UK. Are you aware of particular challenges? Um, obviously, what you've just said is part of, going to be part of your answer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, you're right. In one sense, the challenge is the same as anywhere else. We're, we're in a spiritual battle, and we're working in a culture that's, that's hostile to the gospel. Um. But but interestingly, I I find it a lot easier to have a conversation with uh, one of the local Muslims than uh, than with most other people. Um, we might differ on who Jesus is and why he came, but uh, there is a shared vocabulary and a, a shared awareness of of God and His glory and His holiness. So you know, doing door to door work, for example, 
um, I found myself within a couple of minutes asking a pe- people the question, are you ready to face God's judgment? And, um, and usually they don't bat an eyelid because it's a question that they wrestle with all the time. It's not cutting across the grain of, uh, of their worldview. And um, so we have good relationships with, uh, with, with lo- local Muslims and, and, and some of the local mosques. And um, a big challenge, of course, to, to bridge that cultural divide um, and I think generally the churches in, in Blackburn are, are not good at, um, at reaching out across the cultures, uh, which is reflective of the, the kind of uh, society as a whole. Um, but I, I think that's the challenge for us, to, to be able to be hospitable to, to those who are beginning to show some signs of responding to Christ, and, uh, and also having the, the ability and the confidence to share the gospel with, uh, with people from a very different religious background. Yeah. Uh, there are, of course, stereotypes about Lancastrians. Uh, I mean, just as a particular challenge reaching you know, that classic stereotype of working class men, you know, flat capped with whippets and that sort of thing. That's the... Yeah, well, I, I, uh, I wish you could see me now in my flat cap and, and clogs. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to walk out the whippet as, as, as soon as I finish this, uh, this interview. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm conscious of the challenge. I think as you know, I walk around the town centre or walk down some of the streets in our area, there are people that we're not reaching. Um, and generally, it's, it's the non-working class people, people who've not worked uh, at all, and, and people who mm. have not even a basic knowledge of the Christian faith. And, and it's those kind of people that we, we, yeah, we still struggle to, to reach out to. Um, and I don't think there's an easy answer. Certainly, I, I don't know one. No, no. But but I think we're, we, we're just trying to, to do what churches all over the country are doing, to, to, to see more people uh, trained and equipped to, to share the gospel, to, to, to be living consistent, godly lives amongst them. And, um, uh, yeah, that's, the, that, that's our only strategy, really, to, to keep being here in this uh, this place and uh, to keep on loving people and, and using the opportunities we get sometimes through funerals or through toddler group or whatever it may be to initiate conversations and build up relationships with people. Mm. Well, we're just coming out to a break, uh, Andrew, but just to, to start the, uh, your answer to this question, really, to- talking more broadly, clearly Bishop Julian needed to get people's attention with his remarks, which I mentioned at the start, that uh, there will be no Church of England in Lancashire in, 2000, in 2050 if the trends continue, which is a big if, of course. What, what is your take uh, on the Church of England in, in Lancashire? Well, I think, I think Julian is, uh, is very honest in, in what he said. Uh, and we're not unique. I think another diocesan bishop has said that uh, if things continue as they are, his diocese will have all but disappeared within 10 years. So, right, yeah. Uh, Julian's not alone in that, but yeah. it's true. I mean, look around, and, and the average age of, con- of, of congregations um, is is high, and um, and many parishes are continuing to to struggle with with lack of finance and not able to pay for for their ministry. We, we've also got fewer um, clergy around, and, and and quite a lot will retire in the next uh, decade or so, and. You know what we describe in terms of our parish is not unique in in Blackburn Diocese. There are other places where there are similar challenges. So, um, yeah, we, we are in a challenging place, um, and I think the rate of decline in church attendance in in our diocese is, is probably faster than than anywhere else in the UK. That's perhaps because we've 
there's been a lot of residual church going for the last generation or so, but that's very quickly um, in decline. So, you know, I don't think Julian's being alarmist in what he's saying. I think it's uh, reflecting the reality of, uh, of where we are. Well, you're listening to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by the Reverend Andrew Rains, who's the Vicar of Christchurch with St. Matthew's in Blackburn. We'll be back just after this. Welcome back to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by the Reverend Andrew Rains, the Vicar of Christchurch with St. Matthew's in Blackburn, uh, a church that's in the heart of, obviously, Lancashire in the northwest England. And uh, we're talking a little bit about the the challenge of uh, of the gospel in, in the northwest, uh, partly on the back of Right Reverend uh, Julian Henderson, Bishop of Blackburn's uh, comments that actually the Church of England will uh, no longer exist in Lancashire by 2050, if uh, trends continue as they are. Um, Andrew, the uh, Bishop Julian compared the church to the cotton mills, <laughs> suggesting <coughs> that the cotton mills were ill-equipped to change in the 1920s and 30s and suggesting the church needs to adapt to changing culture too. Uh, I don't know if you've, if you've chatted with him or if you've heard him speak and uh, have any idea of the kind of uh, changes he might have had in mind. Well, yeah, I, I think um, that the cotton mill analogy is a, is a helpful one because uh, although I wasn't around during the cotton mill era, um, those who've uh, documented the history say that those mills became very inward-looking and, and defeatist as the uh, world uh, markets changed, and, and they just re- failed to respond to the, the new needs that were around them. So um, as a diocese, we've, um, we've made some kind of fairly bold goals for the next 10 years. 2026 is significant because it's the 100th anniversary of Blackburn Diocese. And oh, I see, right. So that, that's the significance of that date, really. But um, the, the goals really are to make disciples of Jesus Christ, to be witnesses to Jesus Christ, and to grow leaders. Those three big areas are, are what we're wanting to focus on. So, um, I mean, Julian's spoken of um, seeing 50 new churches planted in the diocese in the next 10 years, which, uh, humanly speaking, sounds a long shot. But, um, you know, we... We work for a God who's able to do abundantly more than all that we ask or imagine. And um, and actually, when you look at the history of a church like Christchurch, for example, you go back um, 100 years, and uh, there was vigorous church planting going on amongst the, uh, the mill workers, um, parish rooms, mission halls being set up. So in one sense, it's nothing new. But um, I, I think we're wanting to see more than anything just... Um, quality uh, churches, places where the gospel is known and taught, places that will be active in sharing the faith, and, and places where people will be trained for, for leadership. So, you know, it's, it's um, bread and butter in some sense, but we're just talking about growing Christian disciples who will themselves make disciples of Christ, uh, people for whom the church is not... Uh, just a social club or a once a week uh, activity but you know the lifeblood of uh, the gospel is is pumping through us really so there's a whole set of uh, things that, that Julian's spoken of and, and which we've adopted as, as a diocese so uh, exciting days in many ways in the next 10 years yeah. uh, recently a, a Church of England building was repopulated with Christians in Bournemouth uh, a town with a sizable evangelical church already of course on the south coast 
Uh, and some Christians in the town were somewhat bemused that this church was made a, a priority with other places, such as church buildings in the north of England, uh, are left to wither and die. And um, I'm just interested in the, you know, looking nationally, Andrew, at, at the kind of preponderance of, of Christian activity in the south of England, uh, which is you know, which is all good, but actually a dearth a dearth in the north. Um, I'll, would you want to suggest that church leaders be open to a call north like you were? Yeah, I'd love to see church leaders being open to a call, a call to the north. And, and I think um, actually over the last 20 years or so, we, we've seen quite a lot of that happening with people coming up to, to work in the northwest particularly. We have a vibrant uh, gospel partnership up here in the northwest and um, quite a few churches have been renewed or or planted in this area. So it is happening. But I, I look back to when I was uh, thinking about moving from the kind of southeast Bible Belt and uh, I'm wondering, you know, where the Lord might be calling us to minister. And uh, I was in a meeting with uh, Michael Green, uh, and uh, he was reporting a, a conversation he'd had with a, a senior bishop in the Church of England. And uh, the bishop's comment to Michael Green was uh, a bit tongue-in-cheek, but he says, uh, he said, you, you, are even, you, you evangelicals, you do love the South Coast, don't you? Now, I, I don't know if that's uh, fair, but uh, I know from my perspective that we do still need good quality, gospel-hearted leaders to come from outside the Diocese of Blackburn to serve in some of our t- towns and villages. We're not creating at the moment enough leaders locally to um, to fill some of those gaps. So, yes, if um, if there are leaders who are thinking about moving, please... Uh, don't discount the northwest it's a great place to be yeah sure and of course you know in time you'll be you're looking also to to develop like you've suggested leaders from from the lancashire area who you know who who culturally perhaps are closer to 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 what you know their their neighborhood might 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 be aware of uh and serving in that way yeah absolutely and uh you know we've seen a number of people um, released into to full-time ministry over the last uh, 20 years, and that's been a great encouragement. But we'd love to see, you know, floods really rather than just the, the trickle at the moment. Yeah, well, may, may that be so. And I'm sure Bishop Julian's uh, kind of leadership is, you know, will be pivotal uh, to that. Uh, looking looking at your own ministry, Andrew, you've been been serving in, in there for 17 years. Um, looking back to your, to the kind of the Andrew Rains that arrived and the Andrew Rains that exist now. <laughs> have, have your priorities and focus changed, um, particularly? Yeah, well, <laughs> I often say to people, I was a, a young man when I arrived in, uh, in Blackburn, <laughs> so I got significantly more grey hairs than I had when I was uh, when I started. But uh, in terms of priorities, now I don't think they've changed. Mm. Um, my priority as a pastor is to, to teach and exemplify the truth, and, and I don't want to be deflected from that, and I guess that's mm. one of the big battles of being a pastor, that there are so many things that could potentially deflect you, but I, I want to keep the main thing the main thing, and I think that hasn't changed. But I think at the same time, I, I'm wanting to see other ministries uh, develop, to see the church taking on um, a gospel culture, you know, t- being a community that is attractive and distinctive, a church that's living out the gospel in such a way that it, it, it is attractive, as, as Paul says to Titus. Uh, how can you make the gospel more attractive? Well, it, well it, it is the most beautiful thing in the world. But a church that's living and believing and, and, and living out, living under Christ's lordship is, is, a, is a beautiful thing. And so I, I want to see that happening more and more. So, um, you know, alongside the, the ways in which we're, we're looking to share the gospel at Christchurch, inviting people to come and see coming to an evangelistic event, coming to a Christianity Explored course. We're also wanting to provide stepping stones for whom 
for people for whom that's just a, a too big a, a leap to make. So alongside the come and see, we're, we're also trying to uh, initiate care and serve ministries. So, uh, for example, recently we've, uh, we've appointed a, a parish nurse, someone who can, can sort of work alongside people both within the church but also in the wider community, people who've got health issues, people who need help accessing local services, for example. And, and that's been a great help, actually. And um, she has um, been running a, a course called Grief Share to help people who are grieving, people who've been referred sometimes by the doctor's surgery, people who just need that, um, that ongoing care which um, doctors can't provide. So, again, showing practical care to the community in the name of Christ. Uh, and, uh, and we're looking to see those things happen as well as, as a, just an outworking of what it means to, to love people in the name of Christ. Uh, and you mentioned this, uh, the South Asian uh, church that meets once a month. Um, presumably that's uh, you know, the, the connection with, with the half of the population of Blackburn who are from a Muslim background. That's going to be a key dimension into, in befriending and connecting with them. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, we, we, um, we're very conscious of um, you know, the, the costliness of, of coming to Christ for people from a Muslim background. Mm. So we're, we're wanting to you know, nurture people and, and encourage them and, and just give them the confidence to, to stand for Christ in a, in a very hostile community. And that's not easy in such a, a closely knit um, Asian heritage community. So, so we, we tread very carefully, really, on, on that. But we're, we're wanting to see, you know, uh, Asian leaders, Asian Christian leaders uh, raised up who, who will in due course be, be those who will be able to disciple others. Um, so, so, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a fairly new um, development in the last uh, couple of years, but uh, it's something we've been praying for for, for quite a long time. But we're, we're thrilled to see it developing. And, uh, you know, we, we long to see... God uh, at work amongst the whole population of Blackburn, not just the, the white Anglo-Saxon. Indeed, indeed. Well, Andrew, it's been terrific to, to chat with you. Um, it's you know, exciting to, to hear at least the, the bishop calling a spade a spade in terms of, um, of the, the challenge. Uh, but once you've faced the challenge, then obviously there's a potential for, for meeting that challenge and looking to God to do as you suggest, as you quoted earlier, beyond and above what we can ask or even imagine. So yeah. that's thrilling. So thank you so much. Great. Thank you, Andy. So you've been listening to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I was joined this week by the Reverend Andrew Raines, a vicar of Christ Church with St. Matthew's in Blackburn, a church in the heart of the county of Lancashire in the northwest. We were reflecting a little bit on the, the challenges there, as there indeed are, of course, across the country, and uh, particularly uh, the, the reference by the Bishop uh, Julian Henderson to the fact that the Church of England will cease to exist by t- t- 2050 if uh, things continue as they are. But may God uh, do his work in and through the church there and uh, through the whole nation to uh, to mean, mean that that is a, a not, no, no longer a, a possibility, but actually growth and uh, uh, revival comes. Uh, may God may God lead us in that way. Um, so do join... Um, uh, do... Uh, uh, join us uh, again next Sunday at 3.30 for another leadership file. Uh, do log on to the Premier website, www.premier.org.uk, and you can listen to archived versions of the leadership file, including this one, in due course. I look forward to your company again next Sunday at 3.30.
You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premiere. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk. Thank you.